This podcast is brought to you in part by Remember Me by Tracy Peterson and Bethany House, a division of Baker Publishing Group. Remember Me is available now wherever books and ebooks are sold. You're listening to the More to Life podcast. In each episode, we'll talk with authors and artists about what happened in their life, where they are now, and how they can help you, while ultimately pointing you to the author of life, Jesus. As guests share their stories, we hope that you'll discover purpose and meaning to all of the moments in your life, whether they be messy, mundane, or monumental. In other words, we hope you'll find more to life. Thanks for joining us. you so much for taking the time to meet with us we're looking forward no to problem I'm glad to be here yeah looking forward to chatting with you I'm Andrea and I'm Brooke and where are you located I'm in Montana oh okay Ooh, well, that's we're, we're uh, looking at minus uh zero temperatures this weekend oh so no it's already starting to cool down and more snow and so it's winter oh. wow <laughs> good thing I like winter <laughs> That is a good thing. I don't know that I could survive that. <laughs> no, we're native Floridians. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend in Dallas who says, no way. <laughs> yeah. So you've written over a hundred books. Is that correct? I think I just, I, I was counting them up the other day and I turned in number 137. Oh my goodness. And both, And your topic is mostly historical fiction. Historical Christian fiction and with action, adventure, romance, some intrigue, that kind of thing. So with the history, was that like your favorite subject growing up? Absolutely. I loved, loved, loved history and writing. You know, it was stories were so powerful and important to me as a kid. I credit my mom with that because when I was really little, she gave me a piece of paper and a pencil to keep me quiet in church. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would, she'd tell me, write me a story. She wouldn't say draw pictures or she'd tell me to write a story. And so I would in my own little way, but what was really smart was afterwards, she'd take time and, and after church and, and say, tell me what your story is, you know, tell me your story. And so I always credit her with developing the storyteller in me. Definitely. And so in school, writing and history were my favorite subjects. That's awesome. Oh, that's really neat. So I was reading a little bit about your latest story, um, Remember Me. And it's very intriguing. A lot of it, it, it sounded a little reminiscent of Francine Rivers' um, Redeeming Love story, which is, sure. yeah, very popular. So what what inspired the idea Um for this book? Well, as I was, I do a lot of reading, like I said, and as I was reading nonfiction accounts uh, and looking for my next story, you know, I'm just always looking and I come across the information that was on the Alaska Yukon Pacific Exposition, which was held in Seattle in 1909. And so it was like this great big world's fair thing Mm -hmm. where they introduced uh, the rest of the world to Alaska, to the Yukon, and to uh, various locations in the Pacific, including Japan and the Philippines and Hawaii, that kind of thing. And so they had this big World's Fair type uh, setting on the campus of the University of Washington there in Seattle. And it really was a boon to, to Seattle. It developed further 
trolley lines and sewer systems. And it, it was a blessing for the university because the uh, exposition agreed to build them a couple of permanent buildings as well as put up all these temporary places for the exposition. So as I was reading that, I thought, oh, wouldn't that be fun for for a setting? You know, I love that. Uh, I love Seattle area and whatnot. And so as I dug in deeper, then I came to find out that Kodak had introduced its brownie camera that year. And it was the first camera that was really designed and, and focused on the individual person being able to own a camera. And so for $10, you could buy this camera. And wow. 70 cents got you this film that was uh, would develop into postcard-sized pictures. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if we had some camera girls at the expo who went around and took pictures of everyone and anyone that wanted a memory uh, souvenir for uh, their families. And so that kind of started all coming together then. And as for the characters, you know, they're, again... Just different things would trigger ideas and thoughts, you know, since we have a set setting here where the Yukon played in as part of the interest in the exposition, I thought it would be interesting to have characters who had actually been in the Yukon Gold Rush and who were now there at the expo. And it seemed like it would be great fun to have one of those second chance at love type stories. So it just kind of all came together in that way. That's amazing. So were you, with all these different locations in your books, do you ever get to visit these locations? Just to... I do. I do. And I always try to go to the places I write about simply because you get some of the best resources for the history. And I love to be really accurate in history. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes because I do, but I try really hard not to. And uh, that's one thing the readers are always telling me they love, the fact that my historical details are so accurate and believe me they go and look it up oh they, sure they will dig in there and they will look for all the tiniest details so it's always interesting when I get a letter and someone challenges something and and <laughs> then tells me how well I went and looked it up and sure enough you were right you know that kind of thing <laughs> but uh it's really fun to go to the places I write about because then I get a feel for the lay of the land I can talk to local uh, historians and a lot of times you can get a hold of regional materials that you can't get anywhere else. And so, yeah, it's, it's a blessing to be able to go there and, and research it out. Did you get to go to Seattle then or, or Alaska? Uh, Seattle, the Yukon even, I was in Dawson city. Uh, wow. I have been there. I've been all over Alaska and Yeah. Haven't uh, regretted a bit of that travel whatsoever. <laughs> One of the I, perks of writing. Well, my friend says it's suffering for Jesus. You right. know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I said, nah, not quite, but yes. <laughs> what about the photography side of things? Did you dabble in that any? The photography side was interesting too. Yes, I talked to a couple of people, people who knew the brownie camera. And uh, I, I was able to research that and to get a, a better feel for it you know for my characters handling and, and such and then to talk to people about you know the people were so excited about photography taking off mm -hmm. at the turn of the century because no one had anything like this 
and to get a, a picture taken like of your family or to have that for for a memory or whatever it was very expensive it didn't usually come about for the average person because it of the expense and the difficulty sometimes in even just getting to a place mm-hmm. where photography was done. So for this camera to come about was just such a big deal. And I thought it was just a fun thing, little tidbit to throw in there. Yeah, that's neat that you highlighted that. That's a different angle. Well, okay, so forgiveness seems to be like a reoccurring theme in your stories. Has We're going to go a little deeper. So has there <laughs> ever been a time where you had to forgive someone or you yourself needed to forgiveness from someone? Forgiveness is huge in my stories and always prevalent just as uh, the gospel message. I always try to share that too, because writing for me is a ministry and I want the books to encourage and offer biblical application. And so, yes, I've had to be forgiven much and I've had to forgive much. And the thing is, I've learned over the years just what a liberating and freeing thing that is. And so when I talk to younger people a lot of times and and they will have read one of my books and they'll say something like, you know, forgiveness is just so hard because you don't know what this person did. And I will usually respond with no, but God does. And God has already made provision for that. And you don't have to be in bondage to this anymore because that's what a lack of forgiveness does to us. It just binds us up and causes all sorts of problems and inevitably robs us of the joy that God has for us. And so I always try to stress that forgiveness isn't acceptance of what has happened. It's not approval for sure, but it is relinquishing our right to retribution and giving that over to God so that we can be liberated from that and it doesn't have to touch us anymore. Mm -hmm. And so all of my stories have something of that in them as well as the gospel, as I mentioned, because I just want this to be a possible place where someone can pick up this book and realize the things that are missing in their life, especially if that happens to be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens in um, the book, Remember Me, that the characters need forgiveness for? Well, my, my lead female character, Addie, has a past that she feels so responsible for, even though the things that were done to her were out of her control. But she feels guilty for that past because she feels that, you know, somehow it lessens her value in life. And there are so many people out there that told me their stories and they feel that way. And so it really came across to me that I wanted to put a character into a story that just felt completely worthless and and unworthy of love because of the things that she'd endured in the past, things that were not of her doing, things that were not of her desire, but things that she had no control over. And so my character, Addie, has to deal with that and come to terms with the fact that she's forgiven no matter, even if it had have been her fault, that in Christ, she has a new life and she is a new creation. And so overcoming the past for her is what this story is about. And in that, then being able to find herself worthy of love. Are there any other lessons in the story that you hope readers will take away from your book? You know, overall, just my heart is that the reader would be encouraged and inspired to recognize how good God is and how 
we aren't in this world alone, that we can have a savior who walks hand in hand with us everywhere, no matter the troubles or problems, big ones, little ones, it doesn't matter because you know as well as I do that sometimes the most minute things to one person are huge battlefields for someone else. And so in this story, you know, there is the element of, of forgiveness is, is a strong necessary one because of the characters and how they play out with other characters. But there's also just that learning to embrace the good and embrace the joy that God has for us. And that it's not about how good we are and whether we deserve it, but how good he is. Mm -hmm. so. Is there a certain character in this book that you, you specifically relate to? You know, I get asked that a lot. And I think the thing is that all of the characters are somewhat of a blend of things that, that really touch me deeply in some area. Sometimes the characters remind me of my children or my husband and I, or parents, even siblings, you know. Um, the thing that always comes home though, is that this ministry must come from the heart or it doesn't play out well on the story. So I pray over each of the books and I ask God to really direct the way the stories are laid out and how they can benefit the reader to bring glory to him. And so as I work on the stories, I really feel God's presence. And I have people that pray for the books and pray for me. And I, I totally feel that all the time. And so, you know, when people tell me how much they love the books, I usually say, then please pray for me, <laughs> pray, for, pray for this ministry, because I've had, I've had some of the most interesting letters from readers, including like one from a, a young woman who had a drug addiction problem and was kicked out of her home. And so she went to a mission and happened to come across one of my books. Mm -hmm. And she said she read that and it gave her the courage to go home and to beat her addiction. And I mean, things like that are just amazing yeah. that I get to do something I love so much and serve the God I love so much and touch the lives of other people. It's, it's, I, you know, I sat there and cried over that letter Aww. and I continue to be just blown away by how God uses the stories. Well, it sounds like you have a great spiritual support system. I do. I do. And, you know, if, if uh, anyone really feels called to do that for me, to pray for me and whatnot, they can always write me at my website, tracypeterson.com let me know that 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 they're praying i love to know that and i love to connect with them yeah that is encouraging for sure is there anything that the lord was teaching you as you were writing this book like personally there's always something and you know with this book part of it was being written uh and coming together during you know covid and all the conflicts there and not being able to travel uh, but I had traveled before, so I had all the wonderful amounts of notes and, and, and stuff like that. And I think through this, the Lord had really taught me about just putting everything in his hands mm -hmm. and letting go and not looking at the surrounding storm that I was safe inside this protective cocoon that he had made for me. And we, none of us got sick, praise God. And we were 
able to com- completely continue with the workload and, and all this. But I think through this whole series, and this is a three book series, one book builds on the other. So sometimes I do independent series where they're all just individual books, but this one definitely is a dependent series. And not that you couldn't read them and just read one, but it's a it's a fun series to see continue. And it only covers from like June to October in uh, 1909. And that was the length of time for this exposition. And so I think throughout the whole process, God really just showed me his faithfulness and over and over and in ways that when I would need some information and wasn't sure where I had put it or wasn't sure who I could call, that kind of thing. He was always faithful to provide and help me through each of those circumstances. So again, I think the thing that I learned or or was revisiting throughout this series was just his faithfulness. Of all the series that you've written, has there ever been a moment where you wanted, you would like to see that on film? Like you want to present it sure. to the film industry? You know, I, it's so funny. I'm one of those writers that really didn't write with the idea of getting things made into movies. But uh, I have always had a, a special place in my heart for the Heirs of Montana series that I wrote. Because when we first moved to Montana, I used research and and that was one of the reasons we came here. But my son was, we were homeschooling him at the time. So we did studies on Montana as the the state history that we were supposed to do. And uh, it was just such a neat time for me with him and with the family. And we went around and saw different things and tried to learn as much as we could. And so that history really came alive for me. And so I, I think it would be fun to see that in movie form. I do. <laughs> Did you say that's why you moved to Montana from doing that series? It was one of the reasons oh, we we lived we were born and raised in kansas and the humidity and tornadoes was more than either one of us wanted to continue to deal with yeah (laughs) but for my health the doctor had recommended like a drier climate and so we had been praying and praying about all these different things and we had taken a research trip up this way uh when i was actually doing some research over in washington state and fell in love with the area and continue to pray about whether or not this was the place. And I decided I wanted to do a epic series set in Montana. And so the Heirs of Montana is the only four book series I've ever done. And uh, when we decided this was where we were coming, you know, I just laid out all sorts of research uh, places that I wanted to go and things that I wanted to see and and people I wanted to talk to. So it was great fun. Yeah. a big portion of the move here was to to continue with the research on this that series and and to write the the books. So, and I see that you are on your third book in the series currently. Third like writing it. Oh no, that's actually gotten turned in. The oh the, yes, the pictures of the heart series is complete, and they will all be out in twenty twenty three. And so book one, as you mentioned earlier, Remember Me comes out in March. And then the second one comes out in July, I believe it is, the first of July, and then October. Well, that's good. Yeah, I can't wait to wait to read them. Yeah. <laughs> so usually 
usually I have the books turned in a year in advance and then, you know, that gives them plenty of time to work on them yeah. at the publishing house. It's nice that they're close together too, because readers don't like to wait that long in between the books. <laughs> they don't, you know, and a lot of readers, they'll tell me, I don't read your series until they're all <laughs> And That way, if they're dependent, I haven't missed out on anything. If they're independent, I'm still fine, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sweet the way they follow them and want to know exactly when a certain series is debuting and when it'll be complete. So we try to have those bits of information for them. Seems like you stay really connected with your readers. That's really cool. I try to. Yeah. You know, and, and we didn't have social media when I first got started. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's been easier and easier to connect with people through that for sure. And uh, like I said, readers love to talk to authors about where did they get their ideas? They love to talk to them about their research. Uh, so we try, you know, there's several of us authors who get together and try to uh, put together groups on social media that we can answer questions and we can do that for people. And uh, it turns out to be a lot of uh, fun on one hand and then <laughs> time saving and helpful on the other hand just like giving this interview with with you I I think it's such an amazing thing that we can discuss and talk here and then you can go and share this with the people that you're dealing with yeah. on the other end and that they can have you know just that little bit of time to hear what I do and mm -hmm. and why these things are important to me well is there anything else that you would want the readers to know about your book the remember me the first one in the series <laughs> well i'm trying to think <laughs> yeah that was a while ago that you wrote it now yes uh i just hope readers will get a chance to read it and be encouraged by it like i said i want it to be one of those things that helps people point people back to god to enriching their walk and taking courage and joy in life and then throughout the series, you know, there will be some other gals that you'll be introduced to, more camera girls and more issues and problems, of course, because every story has to have its problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I am starting a new series uh, set in Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Wyoming. There's going to actually be two, three book series that will be set in Cheyenne because it's just got so much interesting history. And I... Think it's going to be a lot of fun definitely couldn't be told in one series <laughs> well you stay busy with yes. writing don't you definitely <laughs> and i've also got a, a new book coming out with barber on the first of february and it's called uh love through the seasons and it's a collection of four novellas and three of them were previously published mm -hmm. and one of them is brand new just to celebrate my 30 years with barber Oh, wow. so this is this is uh, year thirty. I, it's hard to believe sometimes, but yeah, I my first book my first book came out in nineteen ninety three with Barber, and so we're celebrating with that. Well, that's um, exciting. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's very exciting. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> I'm just so impressed with how involved you are with like your readers and how busy you stay with writing. It's amazing. I don't know that I would have all those ideas. Like how <laughs> and all the research that you yeah. do. 
it is a, a definite gift and blessing from the yeah. Lord. And I, I look at it that way because I, I have readers say all the time, I can't believe none of your stories are repeating and, and I'm seeing something new and fun in each each series. And to me, that has to be the Lord. I mean, I don't I don't have that much to offer. <laughs> I love story, but for me, I know that it's him. I, I do. And I know that it's part sure. of, of this ministry he's given me. So I am I am truly blessed in what I do. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the More to Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and join us again. We would also love for you to invite a friend and write a review, which helps others find our podcast. And for more encouraging stories and testimonies from authors and artists, you can also visit our website, mtlmagazine.com where we hope you'll find more to life.